When Jenna was 10, she wrote an autobiography. And in it, she wrote about the most memorable moments in her life, like the year she was in junior kindergarten. I particularly remember Christmas that year because as my grandmother was opening a large present, my older cousin shot off his cap gun and practically gave her a heart attack. She died the next year. (laughs) It was unrelated. (laughs) That's Jenna reading from her autobiography. I'm Dan Meisner, and this, this is Grown Ups Read Things They Wrote As Kids. How are you doing tonight? It is very, very nice to see you. This is a show where we go back in time to remember the good, the bad, and the awkward parts of growing up. This time, recorded live in Ottawa, we have a list of pranks, a personal mission statement, a not-so-scary story about bats, and much more. This stuff is weird, it is wonderful, and it can also help us understand who we are. So think about who you were when you were a kid, and stick around. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Sometimes it's hard for kids to talk to their parents, especially about sensitive or awkward subjects. So rather than talk to their parents, some kids find it easier to write things out. When Tina was 12, there was a boy she really wanted to go out with. But before she went out with him, Tina wanted her parents' permission. So as a way to ask for permission to date, Tina wrote her parents a letter, which she brought to our Ottawa show. Please welcome to the Grown Up Street Things They Wrote As Kids stage, Tina. Dear mom and dad, if you want to tell him. (laughs) Well, I'm just going to get to the chase and already, you already know Neil likes me. And I just wanted to tell you that I like him a lot too. I know that you think I'm too young, but I've been a lot more responsible and it's not like if I date him, I'm going to do anything with him. The only thing that would happen is that we would get closer, and what will that hurt? But I also promise, if you let me date him, he will be my last and my first till 11th grade. (laughs) Just like my sisters. (laughs) But, But please just think about it. I really like him, and not like a crush, I like him more than I've ever liked anyone else. Also, he won't be like he's my life, he's just going to be a part of it. P.S. Talk to me when you are done reading this. P.S.S. I didn't tell you because it wouldn't sound the same and I wouldn't have told you all I wanted to, so I wrote it instead. (laughs) P.S.S.S. This stays between us and dad if you want to tell him. (laughs) Oh yeah, and if you still say no, it'll be the last time I bug you about it. Same day. (laughs) In my diary, though. 
Mom and dad said no. <laughs> but they liked the letter. <laughs> Thank you. Tina wasn't the only reader at our Ottawa show to share writing about young love. When Sasha was 13, she had a huge crush on a guy named Daryl. And as you'll hear, Daryl makes a number of appearances in Sasha's journal. Um, So I like to call this, uh, I Miss Daryl, a saga. (laughs) Um, Friday, June 25th, 2004. Hi, I'm so sad. I miss Daryl so much. And I miss my class. Eighth grade was the best year ever. I miss Daryl so much. LOL. (laughs) I love him. I hope I'm at least in one of his classes next year. Be right back. Back. Okay, yeah, I'm so happy he's going to my high school. I want to go out with him. Well, gotta go. Uh, July 2nd. Hiya. I miss Daryl so much. LOL. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So yesterday was Canada Day, and I went to go see the fireworks. Right now I'm in Rouen, and tomorrow I'm going back to Montreal to go see Jacques and my cousins. Then I'm coming back to Rouen for a week. I miss Daryl. (laughs) But as soon as I get home, I'm going to go on MSN, and I'm going to pretend I'm Katie, and I'm going to ask him if he likes me. (laughs) I I can't wait to talk to him again, because my computer broke down, so I couldn't talk to him for like three days. And now... Uh, I can't wait till Saturday. I miss him. (laughs) Uh, July 2nd, again. (laughs) Hi again. Yeah, I'm really bored. My dad is watching baseball, and there's nothing to do. I can't stop thinking about (laughs) Daryl. I love him, and I hope he likes me back. I can't wait to ask him if he likes me. Monday, July 12th. Hi, I'm crying, because I miss Daryl so much. I've been on MSN all day waiting, but he hasn't come on yet. I'm so friggin' sad. Oh yeah, yesterday I got back from Rouen. I stayed at my cousin's house. I had a blast. But I miss Daryl so much. (laughs) Um, Tuesday, July 13th. Hi, I'm crying again. I miss (laughs) Daryl. I'm serious. I've never been so crazy over a guy before. No, but I really love him. Oh yeah, today me and Kylie were supposed to open our memory box, but we think we're going to wait a while because she might not be moving. I miss (laughs) Daryl. And today me, Sam, and Sarah went to go play tennis, and then we went in Sam's sprinkler. I miss (laughs) Daryl. He better be on MSN tomorrow. I'm crying so much, but I'm so scared that if we break up, we won't be friends. I miss (laughs) Daryl. July 15th. Hiya. I miss Daryl. He wasn't on MSN again today, but I hope he's on tomorrow because I want to know if he's going to the Summerfest Saturday because then I'd see him there because I'm giving pony rides. I want to ask him out. Bye, I miss Daryl. <laughs> Friday, July 16th. Hello, today I went shopping with my mom and bought gifts for my niece and nephews. Um, I miss Daryl. T- tomorrow I'm giving pony rides and after that I'm going to Renee's to help set up for the horse show Sunday. Then Sunday, I'm volunteering at Renee's for the horse show. No, but I friggin' miss Daryl. I want to ask him out. I miss Daryl. Saturday, July 17th. Hi. I'm pissed off right now because Daryl was online. I'm pissed. 
he met this hot chick, as he says, at camp. I'm freaking crying. You don't know how sad I am. I hate Daryl. Thank you. What I love about Sasha's journal entries is how rich and complex and multidimensional her feelings for Daryl were. When Matt was in grade five, his teacher made the class write in their journal every single day. The journal entries didn't have to be long. They could be just a couple of sentences each, but they did have to be consistent, written every day. And at our Ottawa show, Matt brought a few of his journal entries. Some are about movies and some, he says, are about pranks. Please welcome Matt to the Grown Up Street Things They Wrote As Kids stage. Uh, so, as, uh, as Dan said, these are pretty brief. Um, this is uh, May 8th. I saw Raiders of the Lost Ark last night. It was really cool. It had lots of action and adventure. It also had a little comedy, which was how I spelled comedy. Uh, there was a guy showing off all sorts of really good sword tricks. Then Indiana pulls out a gun and shoots him. A week prior, uh, on May 1st, we had, I saw The Phantom Menace last night. I had to go to bed right before the pod races. Sarah, and that's my younger sister, had to go to bed before Jar Jar Binks. The graphics are cool. My favorite character is Jar Jar Binks. Uh, going back in time again, uh, April 4th, on April Fool's Day, I pulled off all sorts of tricks. Here are my top five. <laughs> Number five, switch Beatles CD with Grammy CD. <laughs> Number four, drop pillow on mom when she walked in my room. (laughs) Number three, make it look like dog wet the carpet. (laughs) Number two, put clothes on backwards. Uh, Number one, I should know there's a star around number one. Tell grandparents that there was a bear in their field. (laughs) Now, Mr. Parker writes back uh, with a helpful follow-up, trying to bring my ego down a little. Did anyone have success applying a prank on you? Uh, April 5th, I write back, well, with five L's, yes. My mom got me once. It was saying that a computer CD was working when our computer was down. (laughs) I I don't think my sister got any on me. It might have been my most successful year yet. Thank you. (laughs) 
part of growing up means figuring out what you're going to do with your life. And that can be tricky, especially if you feel pulled in lots of different directions and you're not sure which way to go. When Jana was growing up, she considered two very different career paths. On one hand, she thought about a religious vocation and considered becoming a progressive church pastor. On the other hand, she thought about becoming a stand-up comic. And what we're going to hear on stage tonight is the personal mission statement Jana wrote as she was trying to figure out her path in life. We're also going to hear a few of her favorite inspirational quotes from the time. Please welcome to the Grown Up Street Things They Wrote As Kids stage, Jana. A quick heads up, Jana uses a cuss word, which we do not bleep. My big pimping mission statement. Jana, big pimping. Personal vision statement. To honor God by serving others, dreaming big, and working hard each day. My characteristics. Ambitious, confident, outgoing, accepting, kind, active, optimistic, hardworking, friendly, entertaining. Big pimping life goals. What? Serve God. When? All my life. Why? He has done so much for me and I want to let others see him working in my life. How? Every day by putting him first in all I do. Big pimping. What? Get a job acting, entertaining, or public speaking. When? Before age 30. Why? I love getting up in front of people. I get a thrill from entertaining others, and I would like to get a job doing that. How? Work hard in my theater classes, look for opportunities when I graduate, get more experience volunteering. My slogan, put God first and don't forget to stay real. <laughs> and then from a book of favorite quotes, inspirational quotes to inspire that I had been writing down. Lord, make me an instrument of your peace. Where there is hatred, let me sow love. St. Francis. I have a theory that the truth is never holding during nine to five hours. Hunter S. Thompson. My definition of self-care is twofold. It involves playing spider solitaire and putting duct tape on my warts. Me. I said that it was on the list of top quotes. Um, I'm the first girl to scream on the track. I switched up the beat of the drum. I brought all the boys to the yard. Khalees. I can't decide whether to become a nun or plan my dream wedding. Me. LA, LA, what the hell am I doing drinking in LA? Brand Van 3000. If you can't think of shit yourself, don't use us. We're not your friggin' material. My mom. <laughs> All a man's ways seem right to him, but the Lord weighs the heart. Proverbs 21, verse 2. Global warming is shoving a rubber fist up our ass. Me. Um, Trudy, did you just make up that story about putting Pez in your belly button so you'd have something to say at our morning meeting? Reno 911. Let us stop just saying we love people. Let us really love them and show it by our actions. 
1 John 3, verse 18. Quit jumping down his pants. I mean his throat. I meant to say his throat. Claire, my sister. (laughs) Don't ask what the world needs. Ask yourself what makes you come alive and go and do that. Because what the world needs is more people who have come alive. Jill Bailey. And then last on my list, from my mom. I only suggested you get a boob job in case it was something you really wanted. Over the years, I've heard a lot of short stories written by children, and one of the most common characteristics of these types of stories is not only that they tend to be very short, but also that they tend to end very abruptly. Our next reader, Natasha, brought a great example of exactly that. So this story is lacking in punctuation, so wherever there is not an exclamation mark, I will not exclaim. Help me, bats! One day at 10 a.m., a boy named Charlie said to his friends, I'm not afraid of anything. Five minutes later, he saw some bats and yelled, Help me, bats. <laughs> the boys began to run away. At home, they went to the attic and saw more bats, and they yelled, Help us, bats. <laughs> and they ran out of the attic. They thought that it would be safe in Charlie's room. When they went into his room, they saw vampires, bats, witches, warlicks, and teachers, and history books, and many math books. (laughs) Help! Math! They yelled. The end. (laughs) I told you it was short and ended abruptly, didn't I? Joining us on stage right now, Natasha is going to share some entries from the childhood diary she kept between the ages of 8 and 12. This was a private diary, not intended for anybody to hear, especially not us. And she says it's riddled with spelling errors. Please welcome Natasha to our stage. Quick heads up, some of Natasha's spelling errors led to unintentional cuss words, which we do not bleep. So yeah, so these first two entries, um, I I make a few spelling mistakes. They're short, though. So, August 7, 2001. Dear Diary, I just got home from vacation in PEI. It's buttful there. No litter, trains, or smelly smells. We didn't get one day of rain or clouds. Bye! (laughs) October 31st, 2001. Dear Diary, Today I had fun because I went to a cross country run. <laughs> I came in 24 out of 152 fourth grade girls. I missed the Halloween party, but I don't care because I had fun cunty running anyway. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> I should note here that I, I identify as queer. Um, so it just makes it that much more hilarious. 
And what comes next, you'll see too, that clearly I'm, I'm struggling a bit. <laughs> so this jumps a few years now. November 23rd, 2003. Dear Diary, my emotions have been wandering on boys lately. I'm not flirting, good thing. But just thinking about them 24-7. The boy I'm most thinking about is David Jackson. He's a boy that I can hang out with. We're not going out, though, thank God. He's been on the wrong side of life lately. No girlfriend. That could do it to ya. David broke up with Sophie, asked Tanya and Jessica out. They both denied him. I think he's on to me next. And in brackets, I put, I hope, dot, 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 not. <laughs> Tuesday's coming up. Hopefully some great news. Bye. <laughs> November 25th, 2003. Dear Diary, here's the plan. Amanda M. is going to ask David or Daniel or Daniel and David, if David would ever go out with me. I'm kind of scared to know the truth, but hopefully it'll be some news. I feel so bad for David right now. He hasn't been, I'm trying to say himself, but I write Hyman self. <laughs> he hasn't been Hyman self lately. I think it's from Jessica and Rosie saying no to him. He's wandering off on Tanya, but still hanging in there for her. If I could do anything, I would make Jessica go out with David, as long as she wanted to. But I don't know how to make that possible. I see my next plan. Bye. <laughs> A day later, November 26, 2003. Dear Diary, I'm a genius. I should note here that I spelled genius G-E-E-N-Y-U-S. <laughs> I figured out a way to get Jessica to go out with David. Me, Jessica, Sophie, Amanda, Tanya, Stephanie, Rosie, Amanda, M, Chelsea, Melissa, David, Daniel, Alex, Chris, Jonathan will go to the movie. And Jessica, and Jessica will kind of be on a date with David. It's perfect. Bye. Thanks guys. There are lots of different types of journals. Private journals that you write for yourself, school journals that you write back and forth with a teacher. And our next reader brought along a very specific type of journal, a travel journal. When Yasmina was in grade seven, her class went on a school trip to Rome. And her history teacher encouraged everybody to keep a daily travel journal to document their experience. We're going to hear a few entries from when she went to Rome. Please welcome Yasmina to the Grown Ups Read Things They Wrote Us Kids stage. A quick heads up, Yasmina uses some cuss words in her journal, which we do not bleep. Okay, so day one, May 14th. I'm still on the plane, but I'll be in Rome soon. It's really stupid to write in a journal. Haha, <laughs> random fact. I have now arrived, and I'm half asleep. Everyone ex is exhausted, except for Mary. She's playing percussions with her water bottle. Our hotel is so nice. It's right across from the ocean, 
but my room doesn't have an ocean view and the beds are not comfortable. We had dinner. It was pasta with tomato sauce and the waiter spilled sauce all over himself, which wasn't professional. <laughs> then we ate steak with fries, but the steak wasn't well done and it was disgusting, but I didn't taste it. <laughs> there was bread, the bread was good, and I love bread. I went to Victoria's room and we talked so much, but it was just the start of wild shenanigans. <laughs> then the next day, day two, it was crazy. Last night, I didn't even sleep. We were putting our heads outside the windows without screens and we talked to the people on the streets. <laughs> Victoria, Fred, Cam and I were talking so much. Fred would put her head outside and scream, scooter, whenever a scooter would go by. <laughs> And when it was a Suzuki, she would scream, Suzuki, Suzuki. And when she saw a bus, she screamed, autobus in Spanish. Then I would fill glasses of water with Victoria and we would throw them outside to people on the streets. <laughs> then Adrian came in and she talked to us. In the middle of the night, we wanted to talk to more people, so we ran in the hallways and banged on all the doors. <laughs> we wanted to find Veronica but we accidentally woke up other people. We ran away. Adrian came back in a room with Sarah, but Sarah was crazy. She was imitating a crab while licking her knee. We talked even more. I left and took a shower at 4.35 a.m. I almost flooded the bathroom. I went to bed, but I could still hear Fred and Cam scream some stuff to boys on the street. And then on May 20th, this morning, I got up and ate bread again. <laughs> then we visited the catacombs. It was really interesting and fun. Then we went to a museum that was boring as fucking shit. <laughs> I thought I was gonna die. <laughs> if, the guide, if the guide had been Angelo, I would have actually died. <laughs> After that, we ate pasta and ice cream. We were supposed to go to some historical museum. Sadly, in brackets, not. It was closed, in brackets, yay, yay, yay. <laughs> and the other historical thing we were gonna go after that was also closed, yay. Instead, the profs decided to go say hi to the Canadian embassy in Italy, WTF. <laughs> But the guards chased them away, LOL. <laughs> After that, we went to visit St. Paul's Church. It was huge and pretty. Eloise and I prayed to Maurice Richard so that the Habs would win the game against Philadelphia. <laughs> Since we were on Vatican territory, LOL. And it worked. 5-1 Habs. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I love how Yasmina and her classmates took full advantage of being in one of the world's greatest, most culturally rich cities. That is grown-ups read things they wrote as kids. Our show was recorded live at the Gladstone Theater in Ottawa and produced by Jenna Meisner. 
Our associate producer is Olivia Nashmi. Our music is by Poddington Bear and Lullatone. Our closing theme is Oh Dear Diary by Sloan. If you want to know about upcoming live events, the best thing you can do is join our email newsletter. Visit grownups.fm and click newsletter. That way you'll be the first to know when we're coming to your town. That's grownups.fm and click newsletter. Or even easier, use the link in the episode notes on your device right now. I'm Dan Meisner. Thanks for listening. grade.